ready for a fright? Can you handle a scare? This is your home for all things horror. <laughs> Welcome to the Deadline Podcast with your host, Jay. This is part two of Bathsheba Sherman. So if you have not seen part one, I would recommend going back and seeing that or listening to it, I should say, before you actually get into this next part. Um, <clears throat> in the first or part one, we covered who Bathsheba was. Uh, she was accused of being a witch, supposedly. Uh so we covered a little bit about her. There's not much information about her that show where showed where she uh, went on trial because she was accused, but it was that was it, and she was pretty much acquitted for the entire thing, and that was the end of it. <clears throat> uh, in part two, we're gonna go a little farther in. I've been digging for the last two weeks, trying to find as much history as I can on the property itself and I'm still looking I would say as of now um, it, it's probably this is probably one of the hardest ones I've physically tried to do research on or for the land I should say uh, I'm having problems finding it or finding info on it I found some but I want to I won't what I'm trying to look for is more physical history like who built it and the land itself and everything but <clears throat> so this one's going to go so for part two today basically we're going to cover a couple of the families and i'm only doing like three or four of the families that have lived on it and i but i'm trying to find um you know who lived in it before the parents and hopefully i will find it sooner or later and I will add on to this and it'll be a part three uh, once I could find more info that dates back before the parents actually lived in the house uh, one other thing before we actually get into it <clears throat> uh, make sure to if you're into blogs um, I put all the show notes with special links you know to videos and um, continuing reading on that particular subject for that episode uh, the link to that to the podcast or to the show notes for the blog will be in the description below uh, starting next Sunday uh, we are going to start diving into some cold cases um, and the one that we're going to be covering is from the 50s uh, so we'll we'll we're going to dive into some more of cold case files and it, it you know I've looked over I did some I did some I can't remember how many I did episodes way back then I don't know like episode 13 or 14 somewhere back there uh, I did some and I did like two or three I think but um seen that like people actually are into that kind of stuff so we're gonna go back into it and I'll probably start doing a lot more of those 
and hopefully in that time period I will do you know I'll be able to find more information for the parents <clears throat> but anyways uh, let's get straight into this now in 1971 the parents bought a 14 bedroom farmhouse in Harrisville Rhode Island where Carolyn Roger and their five daughters began to notice strange things happening almost immediately after they moved in now, supposedly, Carolyn researched the history of the home and discovered that it had been in the same family for eight generations and that many of them had died under mysterious or horrible circumstances. Claims are that children drowned and people hung themselves from a tree. Now, that this that she claimed, I now I'm not saying it's not real. I'm just saying I physically could not find any information of what she claimed <clears throat> I couldn't find any files on that I couldn't find any actual deaths that actually physically happened on that piece of land now as we mentioned in part one that there was no hard evidence that Bathsheba Sherman was even a witch at all now yeah there was one incident where finger pointing occurred and she was one or she was one but charges were dropped against her and life moved on also we mentioned before she lived to be in her 70, 70s now don't you think now i stated this in part one don't you think if she was really a witch that they would have burned her or disposed her body and not bury her in an actual cemetery with other people I mean, I know back in the day it didn't take much just to start point, you know, start pointing fingers at people, and they were automatically a witch. So, <clears throat> if she was physically a witch per se, they wouldn't have just put her buried her next to her, her husband. And like I said before, in the movie they depicted this woman and she hung herself in a tree, but before she did, she cursed the land. Well, supposedly from the research I'd found, the parents' farm was next door, or, well, uh, next door to uh, Bathsheba her farm okay now there was no evidence whatsoever that I found where the parents actually lived in the exact same house as her and also I noted in part one that she there was a the year that the parents moved in Bathsheba was still alive she lived to be in her 70s so <clears throat> Something doesn't fucking add up on that. Okay, even let's say she died a month before the parents. Okay, it still doesn't even add up. Because first of all, they didn't even live on the same freaking land. Now, when I say that they live next door, I don't mean like the house, both houses are next to each other where they can roll up their window and touch the other person's house. Okay, um, they both pretty much had quite a bit of land anyways <clears throat> with that being said 
Now, I came across an article, which, of course, I can't find it now, but I remember it saying that the people that lived in that house before the parents stated that it was all a lie brought on by the parents and that nothing supernatural has ever happened when they were there. Now, is it possible that the parents themselves brought this evil spirits with them? For all we know, at their old place, they might have have it then but never noticed it until they physically moved into the farmhouse which at that point they probably stirred them up or angered the spirits themselves maybe <clears throat> maybe the parent the parents brought this this evil with them you know don't believe everything you see especially in movies uh, because again, that's that's Hollywood. So, you know, who who who's to say that the way the movie depicted it all? If you remember, though, when the parents it shows them pulling up into in, in the front of the farmhouse. And all the girls, except one, I think it's the oldest, was kind of pissed off because she didn't want to move. Now, she's bringing negative energy into a brand new home. So who's to say that they didn't bring that in? All right. So keep that in mind. So, again, it's possible that they have might, they might have brought this with them the entire time there's no telling I'm just saying now I've been digging for weeks like I said before to find as much information as I can possibly on this land and unfortunately I have not found anything at this point in time to show that there's evil on it and <clears throat> and even like I said after part two you know I'm probably you I probably won't cover it for a few weeks because I need more time to do as much digging as I can on the land because I'm curious about it. Now, over the 10 years that the family lived in the house, the Warrens made multiple trips to trips to investigate. I mean, the Warrens made multiple trips to investigate it. At one point, Lorraine uh, conducted a seance to attempt to contact Okay, the spirits that were possessing the family. During the seance, Carolyn Perrin became possessed, speaking in tongues and rising from the ground in her chair, as depicted in the movie. Andrea, which is the daughter, one of the daughters, claims to have secretly witnessed the seance. Quote, I thought I was going to pass out, Andrea said. My mother began to speak a language not of this world and a voice not her own her chair levitated and she was thrown across the room end quote now supposedly and I've read a lot about this but there's mixed messages on this but anyway <clears throat> Roger supposedly kicked the Warrens out worried about his wife's mental stability after the seance the family continued to live in the house due to financial reasons, according to Andrea. Now, they were fortunate enough to move out in 1980. And since then, 
other people have owned the farmhouse. According to the parents, everything went quiet after they moved. Now, is it possible that when they moved that the spirit stayed behind now? Now keep in mind, remember what I said, that the people before the, par- the, the parents never had any problems whatsoever. And if I can find that article that I'd read about that part, um, I'll make sure to link it in there as well. Um, the eight and a half acre property was built in 1736, and it it has had many names over the years, including the Dexter Richardson House, the Old Arnold Estate, and Old Brook Farm. Norma Norma and Gary Helfridge lived in the house for over two decades. Okay. That's over 20 years without any problem until the release of the Warner Brothers film, The Conjuring. The couple uh, supposedly filed a lawsuit claiming that they had been under siege from fans and curious onlookers, onlookers wanting to catch a glimpse of their supposedly haunted house since the film's release. Quote, Ever since the movie came out, we've been harassed, trespassed, stalked, and besided. Norma told the Boston Globe, they come at all times of the day. Last Saturday, I called the police at 3.30 a.m. because there was a whole group of them outside the house. It's horrendous. End quote. The couple put up no trespass signs and built fences, yet it has failed to, uh, to keep fans out. Quote, I've had fences broken down and had people try to break in, Norma Norma told the Globe. I fear the worst every single day. The couple's daughter, Anne Maria, who lives in Nottingham in the UK, told the BBC that she'd never had any supernatural encounters while she lived there, lived in the 18th century farmhouse. She quoted, My parents have spent more than $100,000 restoring the farmhouse, she said in 2013. They love the house. They don't want to move away from it. They want to spend the rest of their lives there. They just want to be left alone. Sadly, uh, when the Conjuring movie came out, they were pretty much harassed. They said that besides people wanting to look... There was also also a lot of uh, people vandalizing the property. At one point, uh, they also got broken into a couple times, even while they were home, which is fucking uncalled for. There's no reason for you to break in someone's house. And they even stated that they had never had any kind of paranormal encounters whatsoever. Now, fast forward. Now, Corey Corey and Jennifer Henson bought the farmhouse, formerly known as Old Arnold Estate, in June of 2019 and have already conducted several instances of paranormal activity. You can find many of their videos, especially now, uh, the new owners on YouTube. Uh, 
if you follow the blog, I will, when I post the show notes, um, and I, I, I will be posting, when I do post show notes, I will also be posting some links to videos that you can watch, uh, as well with some continuing reading on it. Now, it's, for the most part, the reading is not going to be anything different from what I pretty much have already told you. Uh, but me digging into the history of the land itself will take some while. And I, I'm pretty good at digging up stuff. If I sure as hell can't do it. So I'm going to have to do some extensive digging into it and find more what I can. So, But it's going to take time. <clears throat> I didn't go that much, you know, that little bitty two, three sentences about the new owners is because it's still actively new. Okay, so there's not much, but there's tons of videos, and I will post some links to some videos as well. But anyway, so with that being said, I'm hoping I could dig more. I really want to. I want to get to the bottom of this. Now, my question is, are the parents, were the parents telling the truth? Because if multiple people have said that they've never had any problems could they just be doing this to get attention possible it's amazing what people or human beings will do these days just to get attention from whoever or whatever or whatever now the new owners Corey and Jennifer they stated that they have had multiple instances so there's I, I don't know <clears throat> I don't know if some people are just sensitive to it. So, you know, some people might be very sensitive to that kind of stuff. And therefore, they're more keen to experience stuff or what. Um, I don't know. It is it is weird that some have experiences. And like that, those people have been there for over two decades, never had one problem whatsoever. So it's kind of odd. That or they might be too scared to talk about it and I don't know or they might not ever had any problem whatsoever I don't know I'm um, hopefully it can get to the bottom of it now like I stated before <clears throat> is it possible that the house was actually fine is it possible that the parents brought that evil with them possible could there have been something that was already latched on to them possible there's a lot of possibilities you just don't know you can't go off of what Hollywood said because Hollywood <coughs> is going to make it they're gonna try their best and make it more juicy it's kind of like the Annabelle love the movie uh, yes the doll that they used in it is creepy as fuck but, again, that was Hollywood. That's not even, don't even look remotely close to being the real doll. The real doll was a Raggedy Ann doll. Should they have done, used the actual, like, a replica of the Raggedy Ann? Yes, they should have. I think it would have made the movie even better. Now, I'm not saying the movie was bad. I loved it. I'm just saying it probably would have gave it even more of a creep factor if they would have used a replica, like an actual Raggedy Ann doll. But it is what it is. Uh, 
So, <clears throat> we've covered that Bathsheba, there was no hard evidence that she was physically a witch. We covered that she went to trial over because of naysay and finger pointing that she was, but she was acquitted from it and she lived to be in her 70s. Hell, there's even a, a head marker showing that she died. Uh, we also covered that the people that supposedly lived bef there before the parents never had any problems. We also covered that the people lived after the parents never had any problems. And we covered that the new owners say that there is paranormal. So, you know, we've covered a lot of ground on this. Now, there are more people, but again, you know, I'm trying to find evidence about the Arnold estate, you know, when it was that, way before the parents. <clears throat> trying to find all of this. Um, and I plan on hopefully having a part three to this. It's just going to take me weeks, maybe a couple months to dig up. And, and, and once I do, I'll come forward about it. So that's it for that, for the time being, until I can find more info. Uh, like I said, follow me, follow the blog. I uh, put usually, when I put the show notes, you usually have some hidden links and stuff like that for continued reading and videos, usually video links, so you can watch more on it. Um, so definitely check that out. Like I said, it'll be down in the description. And I'm trying to think. <clears throat> and I would say for the least the next couple to a few weeks, I'm going to be doing some cold case falls. Um, or true crime, whatever you want to call it. To me, they're the same thing. But anyway, uh, true crime, we're going to be covering that for the next couple to a few weeks, especially next week. The next uh, next week's episode will definitely be longer than thirty minutes. It'll probably be around forty five minutes or so. Uh, we're gonna dig into a cold case file that's from the fifties. <clears throat> so you're gonna hear some stuff on there that might be funny, but you know, in our time period, because you're gonna hear stuff about buggies and horses and stuff like that. But anyways, we'll get into that. It's about a reverend that uh, died. Or that was murdered. But other than that, that's pretty much it. And now make sure to follow the blog, like I said, link down in the description. There you'll find the show notes for each episode with the links for continuing reading and videos. Thank you for listening to this episode of Deadline. Make sure to check out next week's episode. Thank you. See you next week.